Hi, and welcome to Chat Club. There's only one role in Chat Club, and that is everybody talks about Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Hilchey. Um, last episode, I was talking about the symptoms of anxiety. In this episode, I want to focus more on helpful hints or different ways of reducing your stress and reducing your anxiety. So I want to start the podcast off on a common story that everybody has in one time in their life or it happens on a daily occurrence. So you're running out the door for work, you got a coffee in one hand, you have your work stuff, work bag, so your hands are full, you forget your keys. So you can't reach in your pocket and look for your keys, you know that you left them in the house, you just know because you don't feel them in your pocket. So anyway, you run back in the house and you start to feel anxious and frustrated because did the kids put it in a bowl or did your partner put it somewhere else? Happens to me all the time, looking for keys. So you feel really frustrated and upset. So you look in your common places. You eventually do find it. So anyway, so you look and you get ready and you get out the door again. You get in the car, you start it up. You're looking forward to the day of work. So you get yourself on the radio station or whatever news, or maybe you're listening to my podcast on the way to work, which I hope you are. Um, so you're on your, on your way to work. So you start to think you're heading closer to work and start to feel anxious and you're sweating a little bit and your heart rate goes up and you start thinking, I wonder how work is going to be today. Is Bob going to be cranky with me this morning or today? Is Sue going to talk about her cats? Is Better yet, is the boss going to add more work or make me stay late because I need stuff done? Was my work, you know, good enough yesterday or on Friday before the weekend? You know, these are all the things that you worry about. And, you know, you know, it's a common place in the world for people. So I've got some, you know, I've taken upon myself to do some research and solutions and helpful hints. Like I've looked on medical news today on, on the uh, Internet and some other sites that deal with anxiety. I forget the names of the sites, but I have taken it. And some of these I'm going to expand that I try to do myself. So the number one thing is drinking less caffeine. Uh, this is something I had to do. I had to reduce my caffeine because when I had my anxiety one time, I had heart palpitations. And I, apparently caffeine increases your heart palpitations, your anxiety and stuff in you. So I got myself down to one or two cups, and when I feel really rebellious, sometimes I go up to three or four. But I try to space them out. I don't try to go back to back or anything like this. Um, this also includes the energy drinks. They're horrible for you. Uh, there's a lot of uh, caffeine in them, and uh, so anyway, and there's a lot of other things that are in them. Don't recommend them, uh, especially drinking two a day or three. There's a lot of uh, bad things that happen with that. Um, so when I looked up and I kind of got a basic understanding that caffeine basically causes the adrenaline, which is a hormone which correlates with the body's fight or flight fear response. So, you know, it increases, you know, your, your flight and your fear, your flight risk response. So increases some triggers there. Also, alcohol and nicotine can in, in increase stimulant for stress. I know they say it calms you, but it can also increase it at times. So it can increase your stress and your anxiety. So try to avoid or reduce or 
eventually try to quit this because it'll help with your healthy life. So the number two one I have here is we're going to talk about sleep. And sleep is uh, can be a good thing if you get lots of it. Um, people with anxiety and stress don't get a lot of it because they're always tossing and turning and your mind's always thinking. Um, inconsistent sleep can have some serious effects on you. Uh, the lack of sleep can contribute to increasing stress and anxiety. Makes sense. Um, I've looked and there is some sleeping aids. Um, there's, you know, sleeping aids like melatonin or CBD oil or, you know, some medication you get from your doctor. But make sure you consult with your doctor with anything you'd like to try or help with sleep or when you're talking about your anxiety and your stress, your doctor has a good uh, has good knowledge base of this because there's many people that come into the doctor because not everybody yells out, hey, I'm going to the doctor today for my anxiety and stress. No, that's not going to happen. I know that. You know that. Um, people don't like to distill their, you know, their privacy, and understandably. But uh, so when you come into it, um, the melatonin I have used myself, um, it has helped me out significantly when I do use it. I try not to use it a lot because your body builds up a little bit of a tolerance. So when I try, I said, you know, I really got to get a good sleep here. I try to take it a half an hour before bed or 45 minutes. Try not to watch anything, maybe get into reading or something. And that could help reduce your stress, you know, taking your mind off it. Uh, so the CBD oil... Um, you can get it without THC, so if you're worried about that. There's lots of information on CBD oil. Seems to be a new trend to calm down anxiety. Talked to numerous of people about this at work and on the street, and they're using it, and they seem like it's helping, and they they have great views on it. So, I, you know, there is some with THC, and if you're okay with it, it really helps you sleep, and, and you know, it kind of reduces your thought process and you know make calms your body down and lessens the stress. It's a natural. Uh, it's through hemp oil. It's natural. Uh, it works. I'm looking at it. Maybe taking it down the road to see the effects of it. It, it could help me even more. And and if it does, I'm absolutely going to tell you here on the podcast. So, you know, when you're looking at it and when you're looking for medication from your doctor. Myself, I try to stay away from it because uh, you increase your doses as you, your body becomes tolerant with this sort of stuff. So you need to do stuff to, you know, increase it, uh, increase your tiredness and, and, and you know, you, your mind calming down to get to sleep. Um, so uh, another thing before you go to sleep, uh, lavender, if you have lavender and you sniff it, it can help you with sleep. I've heard that, read a lot of it. People tell me all the time, you know, have you tried lavender? I haven't personally, but people have said that. Now, seeing the doctor about your medication is important, or seeing about different things. So make sure that you do that. Uh, try to aim for at least seven to nine hours of sleep, is what they're saying on from information that I've read. So my bet, I like to get at least six hours. If I get six hours, I'm happy. Seven hours, I, I mean, it would be like heaven. I do get seven on the days that I'm not working shift work, which is a bonus. But when I'm at work, I don't get the rest. Um, last week I did because I went to bed at 10.30 when I woke up at 6. So, 
by the time I went to sleep was around 11-ish. So I did get some sleep last week, so which was good for me. Um, and this is one of the problems I'm trying to solve with myself. And it's, you know, it's a lot of measures. And I'm going to have to take it more serious. So I have looked at some CBD oils myself. And I've talked to some people at work that presently do take it, some co-workers. And they say it really helps with a lot of anxiety and a lot of anger. Just, just a lot of things calms down their whole body. So like anything that you look up, research it abundant, read lots of information. Make sure you consult with your doctor is the number one thing. Just don't go mistaken stuff because people say, I don't know, try this or whatever. Make sure you consult. Now, melatonin is has directions. You talk to your pharmacist about, you know, melatonin or if they sell CBD oil. Pharmacists are one of the best uh, resources that we have because they know the medications. They study the medications. And in some cases, they know the medications better than the doctor. So make sure that if you do get prescribed uh, medicine or, or medication, that you talk to your pharmacist about the, you know, the get a good understanding of what you're dealing with. And, you know, it's not a bad thing to sit there and talk to your doctor about, you know, the medication and the side effects and is it, a, is it the best fit for you. So, I mean, pharmacists are probably the most underrated people that we have in the world as far as accessing information. They study their whole life on these medications. So they are the professionals. The doctors recommended through the symptoms and signs. But when it really comes down to the pharmacists are the key components. So anyway, I'm going to get off uh, the sleep because I think that's about all I can say about that. The number three thing that I have is exercise. And the research has stated that exercise can reduce stress and anxiety. So this can provide a distraction from stressful thoughts so maybe you and a friend could start going to the gym now I started this before and my friend and I don't work on the same shift so we used to be our conscience for each other when we didn't feel like going we had an excuse the other guy would say no no let's go you've got to go this is today you know and it kind of gives you a little motivation and then sometimes uh, with the other person you don't want to let them down because they're ready to go and you're like oh man but you do end up going, which is a great thing. It kind of gets motivates the both of you. So, I mean, it's great. Now, yoga is a, is a form of exercise that can reduce stress, too. There's uh, hot yoga, and usually they have relaxing music when you're doing the yoga. Myself, I haven't got into it yet. I'm a, kind of a bigger guy. Uh, I am flexible, but I just can't see myself in those positions. But eventually, I will get there because there are some coworkers that do it, and they're trying to encourage me to go. And one of these days, I will break down. Uh, another uh, Going to the gym, uh, research says at least 20 to 30 minutes of exercise three times a week, three to four times a week. Uh, I like going to the, uh, to the gym and put my headphones on, listen to some music like Spotify or, or iTunes or whatever you have, even YouTube. A lot of gyms have Wi-Fi, so it's not like you're using your data, which is great for me. Um, so I either do the weights, uh, I, like, I love going on the row machine. I think it's one of the most fascinating exercises. A lot of people don't like it, but I really enjoy it. Um, um, you know, getting to the gym, uh, you feel much better after you leave there. Even if you don't feel like you accomplished something, you, you still get that benefit of, ah, I feel pretty good. Uh, my problem is getting the motivation to get there. 
you know, I pretty much have to sit there and argue with myself and looking in the mirror and I say some nasty words to myself and motivate myself that way. Uh, it's not everybody cup of tea like to sit there and have an argument because people kind of look at you weird when they hear you. So I try to get in a nice quiet place where I'm by myself. Usually I uh, I don't win the battle when I'm in that type of mood. I'm a very stubborn person. So when it really comes down to it, exercise is a key. Now there's another one that works really, really good is CrossFit. Uh, I used to do this and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, you need to have a partner because a lot of exercises are with other people. And it's a great, great, great exercise. You don't have to lift weights. They do everything in there. Um, I kind of get out of it because of my shift work and kind of the pers- people I were going with were in different shifts. And uh, I feel very self-conscious. And it's, it's just the, what I am. And I'm learning to deal with that. But it's good. So the number four thing is tactical breathing or breathing techniques now with at work we had ourselves uh it's called a roadmap map to mental health roadmap to mental health uh basically this gave us some techniques and stuff and this is one of the techniques now i did get looked on the uh, internet about this research and it's one of the best kept secrets um so i learned this concept from my training at my workplace so uh with some practice you can control your breathing, relax, manage your, your distress. Um, here's how to do it. Um, basically, you're breathing from your diaphragm. Your stomach expands. You're moving, you know, you're moving to make room for the air as you breathe in. And contracts as you breathe out. Uh, the number one tip is think of your stomach as a balloon filling up as air as you breathe in and emptying smoothly and automatically as you breathe out. So basically, you breathe through the nose, you count to four, you hold your breath to the count of four, then you breathe out through your lips to the count of four. So you hold your breath to the count of four, then you repeat, rinse and repeat, till your body feels more calm and more relaxed. So it's kind of like this, you go in, So you, yeah, basically you hold it as long as you can. You kind of count in your head to the four or five or six, whatever your lung can, your capacity has. Then you breathe out and you, and you try to blow it longer than you, than you inhaled because it just seems to. Now you keep doing this until you feel relaxed. Now I have used this technique for a lot of times. Um, I used it for when I was, uh, believe it or not, I, I used to do some independent wrestling. I ran an independent wrestling company, and I did it for three years, and it was it was different. It was an experience. I'll do a podcast on that, I'm sure, down the road. Very positive experience. I get to uh, meet a lot of people, and I get to meet people that uh, have a lot of anxiety, a lot of you know self-confident issues, and, and they, these wrestlers have done amazing things for themselves. So I'm not getting off that, but that's one of the things. So I used to use this because I used to ring announce once in a while because uh, I started to do it because one of the people was doing another job. So being the owner, I stepped up and tried it. And I knew I could do it, but 
I'd feel really, really, I mean, you're in front of uh, 100 to 200 people and, and, you know, you're in the center of attention, you're sitting there with a mic and you're doing the announcing. So you have a piece of paper and you're trying not to screw up names and stuff. So before each thing, I do the breathing exercise, tactical breathing. And man, I'll tell you right now, firsthand experience, it really worked for me. It, it really reduced my stress, really relaxed me. I had to do it five or six times. People, people, some people were kind of looking at me a little weird, but I didn't care because I was just trying to get my stress down, my anxiety, because it's not a normal position that I was, you know, that I'm in every day, you know, sitting there speaking in front of the mic. And this goes for speeches. This goes for a lot of things. Um, so anyway, the number one thing, feel free to vary the tactical breathing. You know, you know, for example, I often breathe in like four or five seconds. And then I, you know, and breathe out about seven. So with my approach, don't hold your breath until you to either ex exhale or inhale. The goal is to have a smooth, continuous cycle of breathing. And that's the most important thing is you have to breathe. You know, you have to one, two, three, four, eight. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you're just breathing in and out. I don't know if you can hear that, I'm trying to. Uh, some more tips is just simply uh, breathing is linked out to relaxation. Extending that your breathing phase is relaxing. You know, bumped by the impact of mentally saying relax as you breathe out. You know, you can go, oh, relax. Relax. And this really helps. I'm telling you people, like, I didn't believe it, but, you know, it was one of those, you know, it was results, and the more you practice it, the happier you'll be. Uh, the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it, and the more focused you will be at it. Um, you know, using controlled breathing or tactical breathing is what they call it at work, you know, is to help prepare for a stressful situation, awkward situation, uh, making a public speech, like I said before, and while you're actively dealing with stress, um, maybe afterwards you need to de-stress. So, I mean, this is a great way to do it. And this, um, you know, I really enjoyed doing this because it really helped me, you know, de-stress and reduce my anxiety. Um, doing it with before, you know, public speaks, uh, public speaking or whatever, or dealing with stress right away. And you can do it without people watching. You can do it. You can take a couple steps away and do it or go for a smoke break or go to the bathroom and you're just having a real anxious moment. You know, head to the bathroom. Just say I'm heading to the bathroom to someone just so they know where you are in case something bigger happens. Uh, hopefully it's not. Um, just to make sure that people know where you are, it's important. Because if you come into a situation where it's medically or you have a panic attack and someone will be there. So... Um, doing this sort of stuff, the technical breathing, I really think it's an asset. I really think it's something that can de decrease your stress very, very much. Now, the number one thing, number four thing I have is listening to music. Now, listening to nature music or, you know, just relaxation music. Um, just listening to music uh, can decrease your stress and anxiety. Uh, therapeutic music like nature or light music. Close your eyes because nature can make you feel like you're, you know, feel like you're there. I know that another thing I like to do when I sleep, and I'm going, tying back to the sleep thing, 
is when my significant other's not there, I like to use the music to go to sleep. And I usually put nature on or some kind of light music and it just seems to soothe my anxiety and just like makes me relax. Kind of drowns out the noise from other things, cars and whatever noise is going on in the neighborhood. And I really enjoy the music. Uh, music can, you know, when you're going for a walk, it's still like killing two birds with one stone because you're getting your exercise plus you're decreasing yourself with music. Now, music tastes can vary on yourself, obviously. If you don't like nature music and, you know, Metallica or Def Leppard's your go-to or Cowboys from Hell can go from the 80s and 90s, now music or country, whatever you prefer. But it can just, you know, it can decrease your anxiety and stuff. Just have to focus on that stuff. Now, another thing, and this can contribute to younger adults usually use this method, and it's writing. Uh, it could be writing in a journal to write your your feelings and write down what is triggering your anxiety. So you can log this sort of stuff, the what's triggering it, um, you know, what things you did to, you know, to decrease it. So when you go back and you look at it, you can remember a lot of things that you did as far as reducing your, you know, what worked. And, and it's a great tool because sometimes you're not thinking when you're anxious and then you turn around and you say, oh my God, yes, I remember that. I'm going to work on that. And, you know, you can write this sort of stuff and write down your feelings and why you feel like that. Uh, you know, this is a personal journal and it's just for your thoughts to help you out. And you can reread them and, you know, a lot of times you can see a lot of progress, which, which encourages you because you see the positive changes in your anxiety and stuff, which makes you happier in your life. You know, you see progress when you document something that's, okay, it's not so good. And you see it progressively get better, you know, that's something to look forward to. So writing, I mean, also you can write poetry and how you feel. You can write songs, um, creative writing, like writing short stories and, you know, maybe even stories can be a therapeutic tool to help with your, you know, your anxiety or feelings management. You know, you can talk about certain things or write short stories or, you know, go in the fantasy world or whatnot. So writing is a great tool. Um, it helps out a lot, I think, anyway. So when it really comes down to it, that's an effective tool. Uh, number six is aromatherapy. Now, I looked at it and didn't really think much of it until I started reading. And according to the research, smelling plant oils, uh, calming oils, basil, uh, anise, lavender, apparently it, uh, it really helps with reduction of tension and helps increase mental clarity. Uh, so even walking in your garden with a bunch of flowers, let's say you're a flower guru or you have a greenhouse and you're feeling anxious or stressful, you go into your greenhouse and apparently the aroma around the flowers and that kind of puts your, you know, your mental clarity and it calms everything down. So uh, I've heard that a lot of uh, calming oils and, you know, candles, for instance, is smelling. Smelling too, it triggers uh, something in the brain to calm it down. So smells do help. Uh, didn't think of it. I mean, it's not one of the tools I use, but, you know, uh, it's basically what I used anyway. Um, the number seven one I have is hobbies. Uh, having a hobby to look forward to, like working in your garden, like can be therapeutic because your mind sees the progress of where you started, where the plants grew, and 
also the smell of outdoors and the fresh air. So horticultural therapy is what it's called. I kind of did a proposal one time with people that were, you know, hard to surf youth. I use this process and they get apparently down uh, in the States in some research. It's really, really therapeutic. Really helps out people that have a hard time with, uh, with social interaction and whatnot. So if you have social anxiety, this could be the thing for you. Uh, you know, uh, sports can also could be helpful in reducing, you know, whether it's competitive or non-competitive. It depends on your on your personality because I know when I went to the ball field and when I played uh, baseball, uh, I played with, you know, I played in the competitive league and it, it was my go-to. It took all my stress away because my focus was what was I going to do to help the team to win? How was I going to do it? I have to make sure I can't let my teammates down. You know, there's a lot of things. I mean, it can make you stressful, but it also can help. Uh, a lot of places of work have, like, softball teams for fun, or I know some companies, they do uh, could be volleyball. Get yourself up to some of these activities that are non-competitive because there's lots of them in the community. There could be basketball. And believe me, don't worry about your competitive nature or how bad you are because these people are just going out for a good time. I know you're going to have that Joe Blow there that goes, oh, my God, you missed the ball. But you know what? Ignore them because 95% of the people that are out there are great people and they're looking to go out and have a fun time. Another thing for a hobby is fishing or camping could be a good activity because it's an outdoors activity. You're getting away from your house, the internet, the stressful things, the social media. You're getting away from regular life, which is good, and it helps you recharge the batteries. So. These are some of the things. I'm sure I forgot some of them, but I only have so much time and I don't want to, I don't want to go on and on, but I know a lot of these different like avenues like we're looking at is, you know, we're looking at sleep. We're looking at, you know, uh, listen to music, writing, aromatherapy, you know, your tactical breathing is probably one of the most important. Uh, make sure you reduce your caffeine and, you know, make sure that you, Drink less caffeine, you know, try to get away from harmful harmful things. Make sure you exercise. Make sure that you talk to people and encourage them yourself. You know, if you have a loved one that's in this sort of thing or a friend or a co-worker, mention these things. Or better yet, get them to listen to my podcast because I'm here to help people. I'm not here to, you know, to tell you, the, you know, these are helpful hints that I've so anyway, my next episode I'm looking at doing is it going to be on PTSD or I'm going to have an interview with the Winds of Change. Um, there's a couple people that run a free group that is an intervention in the support group. Um, so anyway, I'm looking into these two items. Hopefully I can, I would love to get the interview with the two people. So that could be my next podcast. I have to set up. Anyway, I'd really like to thank you for listening to Chad Club. This is Alan Elgin and I'm signing off. Thank you.